up, NBA fans, and welcome back to another episode of Full Court Press, brought to you by Geek Vibes Nation. I'm your host, Nick, and joining me tonight is Luke Alves. What's up, Luke? Not much, Nick. How you doing, man? Pretty good, man. We got a shit ton of topics to talk about. It's amazing how much news can drop in a week. Like, it's crazy. Um... I've narrowed it down to like nine, ten-ish topics. Uh, we're going to try to fly through these. We'll see how much we can get to. Um, Joel's going to be joining us uh, a little bit later. and uh, But in the meantime, let's go ahead and jump in, Luke. Uh, Boogie. Boogie is back. Uh, DeMarcus Cousins uh, made his debut for the Golden State Warriors the other night. Um, he's subsequently played one more game uh, for them, and he looks pretty good. I mean, he uh, he obviously, <clears throat> they're limiting his minutes right now, which is smart. Um, and, you know, to be fair, they didn't really have to limit his minutes in the first game because he fouled out in like 15 minutes. Um, but nevertheless, like, he still, he looks good. Like, he looks, um, he, he, I mean, he doesn't look like he's lost some huge step. Granted, his game um, is not like hugely predicated on like crazy athleticism. Um, you know, he's he's obviously uh, you know, got a lot of uh, skill that he relies on. Um and, and that's kind of showing through. Like he I mean he hasn't lost that from what it looks like. Uh he, he has, he's not shooting the ball particularly well to get started, except for from three. <laughs> he's shooting fifty percent from three. Um which, you know, that's only going to help help out the Warriors. What's your thoughts on, on Boogie's comeback so far, and um, what's your expectation for the Warriors, um, you know, with him in the lineup now throughout the rest of the season? I know. I mean, it's surprising that, you know, he was able to come back this, fa- uh, like, very fast from this injury. I mean, he tore his Achilles around this time last year, so you'd think that right. take a, like, you know, a little while for it all to heal and all that, but, you know, a year later, he's right back. I mean, like you said, he hasn't had that many minutes uh, to kind of keeping him in a time restriction 15 in the first one, like fouling out all that, but looked really good. I mean, shooting that three ball, well, I really was impressed with um, him passing. I mean, he's always been a really good passing center, and, um, you know, he's really showing that he can play well with them. Uh, it's crazy to think once he keeps on – like, you know, the, as the season goes on, they keep on giving them more minutes and they all play together. It's scary what they can do. I saw a stat the other day that the death line of the – they're right now when they're playing together, they're at plus 30 over opponents, even though it's only two teams, <laughs> small sample size. But that's still ridiculous. That's a, that's a lot of point differential right there and all that. Yeah. That's just showing you, like, more healthy, like – as the season goes on, he's just going to keep on getting better in that lineup and all that stuff. It's going to be scary. I mean, the West is the West. Uh, there's a lot of good teams this year, but it's looking like, you know, this is the team that – this is why everyone was almost saying it's unfair. But, I, you know, I'm happy for Boogie. I'm glad he's back out there. I've always thought he was a great player and all that. And, uh, you know, hey, I wish him the best. And it's scary what he can what he can bring to that team. Yeah, absolutely, and you know we all we all love Boogie Cousins here, um, and you know I, I and we all wish him the best, uh, but it does suck, you know. I mean, it just it's um, it, you know it's a it's a 
uh, a crazy circumstance that that led to this uh, this happening. Um, and I get it, like I get it on on uh, both boogies in betting on himself long term, um, and and also obviously you get it on the Warriors end, like you just you just get like another leg up on the competition. Um, but that's the part that sucks. Like, like I don't, I don't fault Boogie at all. Like, bet on yourself long term. Um, take a, take a deal with a team that's not going to pay you a lot this year. But also, the role is not going to require so much of you either. So you can like really pace yourself throughout the remainder of this season and, and almost treat it kind of like a warm up to next season. Um, in a sense, because, you know, this team just really doesn't need him to do everything that he can do. Um, they need him to uh, be, be you know, a reliable shooter, which he, he is. Um, they need him to rebound the basketball, which he does very well. Um, and they need him to, you know, protect the paint a little bit, which he's not <clears throat> he's not a lead at, but he's better than anybody else they got, like bar none, like by far. Um, so they just need him to do little things, and and you know we you, you brought up Luke, he's a great passer for a big man, and so that aspect of his game fits in well. So yeah, I mean I, it makes sense for Boogie. It's just a bummer that it had to be this team. Um, of course, there was a rumor that he was also interested in Boston. Um, you know, I would have much rather seen him in Boston. Um, but uh, but nevertheless, you can't fault uh, you can't fault the man um, when he didn't have the the payday that he wanted um, on the table. You know, I mean, reportedly New Orleans was only willing to give him a two year, forty million dollar deal. Um, and you know what? Like, if you're boogie, like, like why would I want to take that when I could go play this year for five million, uh, bet on myself, and then make thirty five million? on the first year of my four-year deal next year, however long it is. Like, that equals out to the same amount of money. Um, r- roughly, it's a little less. So you can't quite make $35 million, but it's come close, like 32.7. So in the grand scheme of things, it, it, it you know, makes sense on his end. But, like I said, it's just uh, it's un- unfair for the rest of the league um, if all of these guys are healthy and playing in. <clears throat> Got Clay fire- firing... Uh, on all cylinders now, too, where he was struggling earlier in the season. He seems to really be getting it going. Um, so, yeah, so this, this is kind of um, other 29 teams in the league, uh, their worst nightmare, so to speak. Uh, but, Joel, um, uh, fans of the show, Joel is now joining us. What up, Joel? <laughs> I feel like I should probably introduce you before I just go to you for the topic. <laughs> It's all good. I'm here though. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good, here just brother. enjoying enjoying the announcement of the Western starters. I was just uh, in awe of the I, the idea of the no big man as a starter is still uh, the most annoying thing in the fucking world to me. But whatever, we're gonna move on from that. And we'll get we'll get to that topic eventually. Um, but yeah, Indeed. Boogie's back, and maybe if Boogie was healthy, it wouldn't be as uh three. I wouldn't have to watch three small forwards playing it uh, in the front court. But you no. Know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's just my <laughs> I fucking hate it. You don't understand. Um but Boogie's back, man. Boogie's back and he's he's looking good. He, he looks a lot better than I expected coming back. Um and I'm happy for him cuz you know, no one wants that kind of injury and 
that that screws your shit up. But he was determined to come back, and he signed for the minimum to go basically win an easy chip. <laughs> like, I don't know what else to do. What does I know they want to like seem like they're like uh, them against the world, but it's really it, it's one sided. <laughs> they're gonna take the world easily. It's not really that yeah. fair. They don't. But I know they need it for their mental space to, to seem like they're the underdogs. There's no way are they right. the fucking underdogs, and that's why people are yeah. upset for all these for those reasons. Um, but yeah, look, he looks good. Uh, they they definitely need to be upgraded center, uh, and uh, he's, and they're gonna probably monitor his minutes. They won't be getting big minutes, but he looks good. And passing the ball while they're having six assists since he's been back, that's fucking great. He's a great yeah. center. He's one of the best centers in the league when healthy, um, if not the best center. I mean, depending on who's playing. And if you consider Anthony Davis a center, then maybe not. But it really depends. Um. He's, uh, it's just the rich just got richer, and it's just hard to be that excited about it. But he, I am happy for him, Demarcus Cousins, the, the the player. Yeah, I mean that's basically. I think it definitely the way I feel about it. I, I think Luke would probably agree there. Um, is this the uh, is this the, the the best starting five ever? Cool. Too early. Uh, to play. It is. Too early. Um, I mean, it's two games. You know, we got to see it play through. I feel like. Yeah, we've had. I mean, this is probably the best starting five in their prime, because uh, there's, there's a couple of starting fives that look good, but that was only on paper because a lot of them were like near retirement, <laughs> like that one late. Yeah, like when. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say when Peyton and Carl Malone teamed up with Kobe yeah. and Shaq. Yeah. Right, but they were like um, near ancient at the time. Yeah, um, I mean they were. Yeah, they were. Both of those guys were retired. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they were yeah, like yeah, sure. downside. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, they might be. They might. They just might be. Because look, if you look at it, you have at least the best shooting team probably ever. <laughs> it's best shooting starting five. Uh, you could probably say that because you got position yeah. everywhere. You know, you got probably the best yeah. shooter of all time, arguably uh, on your team, and then you probably the best uh, catch and shoot shooter of all time. I mean. You have one of the better. They have a couple, one of the best scorers of all time in Kevin Durant. And of course, <laughs> right. one of the best, you know, shooting big men <laughs> in fucking yeah. history they, right it's now. It's crazy. Yeah, they. When you put it like that, they have the best shooter of all time, the best catch and shoot shooter of all time, the best shooter or the top of you shooter of all time. <laughs> like, yeah, and they shooter. had all that before they even got fucking Boogie, who's one of the best big men like shooters of all time. Right. So yeah. <laughs> and Draymond, who's a good shooter, for it's also a great defender. Fuck it, the I ultimate three and D guy. I don't think he's, he's a good shooter, but I mean he's he's not, but he's, he's, but uh, he's adequate, especially this year. Not doing that good this year, but yeah, he's um, not doing that good this year. But I wouldn't leave him open he, though either. <laughs> I would, but only because I have to. <laughs> like if I didn't have to, I would. No choice. But, like right, you have no choice. Yeah. Like yeah, like I mean, if you're gonna leave any one of them open, that's the one you're gonna leave open. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, Jawan is joining us now. What up, Jawan? What's going on, guys? Uh, nothing much, man. We're just talking the return of Boogie Cousins. Uh, he's back. He has played a couple games with the Warriors so far. He looks surprisingly good given the nature of his injury. Uh, what do you? Uh, think about Boogie's return, and, and what do you see this meaning for the Warriors moving forward? I never thought I would agree with, with 
Joel on this into this, but like I really hate Golden State. Like his game, his, his first game back, I looked at this team. Like think about it, his numbers weren't that great, and like he made that team look like they were like they had like no flaws in that starting five. It was just like it was sickening to watch. It was just like this. This is disgusting. Um, I, I am curious though to see. Um, I, I compare Steve Kerr to Pete Carroll. Uh, in a sense of he's a great uh, locker room guy. The the players love him. He's a player's coach. But when guys start to run their mouths and have egos, he does not seem to be the guy that can kind of uh, bring everybody back in. It seems like the players do it themselves. Um, as far as, like, Iggy will, will try to calm Draymond down along with Steph, um, I, am, I was a little um, nervous about the fact that Boogie fouled out. Um, mainly because it was just like, I, I feel like refs will never respect Boogie, like ever. I think he's burned every every referee bridge uh, <laughs> that he's ever had. Because um, just some of those fouls are just like, you, you guys got to be picking on him. But um, as far as like what that means for this team, I, I will say I think Golden State is one of the greatest screening teams I've ever seen. Um, yeah. Just the idea of like you see a screen coming and like, you can't you can't get over it. And sometimes it's guys like Draymond screenings where you look at him and you're like, he's not the most muscular. Like, I don't see guys getting past him easily. So it's like now you have DeMarcus Cousins that can, like, pop out <laughs> from the screen. And it's just like, oh, God, these guys are just, like, they're unbelievable. Um, if Boogie can continue to do, like, he doesn't even have to do anything that he did last year. If he could do what he did in that first game back on a consistent basis, it just adds another another uh, edge to this team, and just man, I hate Golden State. <laughs> yeah, I and in fact, I think you're right. I think Boogie. Um, I, I would say the only person that I would like fear more of having like to to try to either fuck going through, but trying to get around on the screen is probably Stephen Adams. Um, yeah, we saw that play out. Uh, you know, with with Jimmy Butler, one of the the best defensive players in the league, uh, you know, Paul George coming around that screen the other day, and, like, there's nothing you can do, like, with a guy that big. Like, and you can't go under it because when you're dealing with guys like Steph and Clay or even Paul George, like those guys, you can't leave them that open. So you have no choice but to go around it. But when you're dealing with guys that big, it's just – it's it's impossible, man. Um, but, yeah, that's a, that's a great point. Like, this team is, is already, like – got the blueprint uh for this this whole screening uh game and and boogie just fits it like so well um and, and again it's just it's another one of those just little things that boogie can do they don't need him to do too much just a little bit of this and that and he's so versatile that he can do everything that they need but they just don't need him to do so much of it to where they're asking him to do too much and if Draymond can ever consistently get his uh, shooting percentage up, especially his three-pointers, that that team will be like, how do you defend it? Like, how do you defend it it's if all five can shoot three? <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, it really is. Um, but let's move on. we got a lot of topics to get to. Uh, the Memphis Grizzlies have finally put Mike Conley and Marcus all on the block. Um, I mean – too little, too late, I guess would be the question to ask, but uh, feel free to just throw out any sort of comments or thoughts that you have on the matter. I'm going to go to you first on this, Luke. 
All right, so I kind of have this, like, weird theory, and I was about to, like, write it out to you guys and the whole thing, but I was like, hopefully we'll talk about it. So here it is. It is too little too late, but here's my theory. Is my thought is, you know, they should have traded him a long time ago. That's the obvious. But the owner being the owner has to think about this. His contract's about to come be up in the stadium. You know, he's been coming up in a couple of years. I think he's got one more year left. So he's, like, kind of, like, trying to sell a product because he doesn't have enough money to build the next stadium. So he's not going to get taxpayers in. So he's, like, trying to, like, you know, get, like, a state farm to come in. So he's not been able to sell his, you know, things. He's got to be mediocre and make go to the playoffs and make the money and all that. And, and now that I think he's on his final year, I think he's ready to just give in and sell out and just, I think they're going to end up selling their franchise and be like, here's your nice young pieces you can build around. So that's my kind of like theory that I've like been thinking about is that's why the, their owner hasn't wanted, didn't want to trade them because they have to be mediocre. They have to go to the playoffs, get that money because they don't have a good TV contract and all that. So it's like, you know, he's been trying to sell a product market. to companies. Yeah. Well, like at first he was trying to sell it to companies to be like, Hey, come in and, build a stadium with me, but now I think he's going to go for markets and be like, look at this product, this young thing. So that's my thing, thought on this. Well, well, it's interesting that you mentioned that. I am actually working on an article right now. Um, it's a pretty long fucking article, so I've been working on it for a few days. Um, but it's, a, it's, it's taking a, a focus on the kind of history of the Seattle Supersonics um, and, uh, you know, from, from when they started up until when they moved to OKC and what we can expect moving forward, uh, potential teams who could relocate there, other other possibilities as far as expansion. Um, but it's funny that you mentioned the Grizzlies. Here's the thing with Memphis is their contract is not up on the, on the stadium per se, um, but the owner, um, Robert Para, I believe is his name, can get out mm-hmm. of the uh, can get out of the contract if he sells the team. So who he sells the team to could get out of the contract in 2021. So if he starts accruing assets in order to sell the team to somebody say who wanted to move them to Seattle, he could make a considerable amount more money than what he put into it because he had to buy out the other owners. If y'all remember um, last year. Um, in order to uh, essentially get complete control of the team. And uh, rumor has it they valued that team around $1.3 billion. Now, he was already the majority shareholder, so he didn't have to pay that much. Um, But given that that's what the value is, he probably had to pay somewhere in the neighborhood of like 500 to 600 million. Um, But if you could sell the team to somebody out of state for say 2 billion ish 1.8 maybe something like that for you know a, a market such as Seattle that may be something that is very very possible um and Seattle's not the only market there's other markets um that could fit that bill too uh we've we've discussed Vegas before um but there there are several um but yeah i mean i could see that honestly uh you know if for if for no other reason um, you're going to be really hard-pressed to go through a rebuild in Memphis. And he would probably be somewhat interested in just moving the team himself, but he can't. 
Um, the only way that they can get out of that contract um, in 2021 is if he sells the team. So, you know, I mean, if that's the case, if you're, you know, in a in a bad market with a rebuilding team for the next five years, or you could just go ahead and say make, I don't know, $1.5 billion, net $1.5 billion of sell, selling the team, um, maybe maybe that's what you do. Um, and then say, all right, well, this NBA thing was a pretty uh, um, pretty good venture. Like, on to my next thing, you know. Uh, maybe. Who knows? Uh, Robert Fair is really young, um, so it's, it's tough to say what's on his mind. He hasn't expressed any interest in selling the team. But uh, that's an interesting theory, Luke. I mean, I, I definitely don't think that's, um, you know, without possibility. In fact, I may just edit my article a little bit um, now that you mentioned that. <laughs> just throw, throw that out there. I'll give you credit on that one, though. <laughs> but, uh, uh, Joel, I'm going to go to you. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on uh, on this whole shindig here? Well, Memphis, like, like y'all were talking about, like it is kind of too little, too late. Or at least, no, that's exactly what it is. I mean, <laughs> to get any they real started, value. Right. I mean, you could have gotten them at the height of their – don't get me wrong. Mike Conley's been injured a lot. So when was, like, his peak value was – they never had him healthy enough, long enough to have him at his right. peak long enough to give him trade value. Uh, and then right. Mike Gasol did have some moments there where you should – like maybe last year or the year before where you could have, you know, made something happen. But they're like, nah, yeah. fuck it, we're going to hold on to them. And then especially this summer where they did the opposite of what I thought they were going to do and rebuild then. Uh, and they went out, let's go try and make the playoffs. And it did kind of look good in the beginning. They were defending well. And it was, you know, Jan Jackson looked like uh, he still is good hitting at the nice young piece to have there. But Memphis has to move on. They have a nice young piece of Jan Jackson Jr. Uh, and then they have two valuable assets in Marcus Saul and Mike Conley. Now, the biggest thing being Mike Conley's nasty uh, contract but I think I still think it is movable. It's just a matter of for what deal and I mean how much do they pay for their own mistake? At, you know, for waiting this long. Uh, but Mike Conley has proven this year, if healthy, he's an all-star caliber point guard. So and there's there's you know the teams out there that might need that little extra push. Um, and, and so, you know, I I feel bad because you know Memphis tried. You know they really did. There a couple of years right. they looked really good, and then they just they were that gritty. They were the, that gritty defensive team. And, they had good moments. They had good times. And I, yeah, they I love the Western Conference they Finals moved, one year. They did. That was I remember that was a pretty good run, man. They had their moments yeah. in the sun. They just can never get over the – it's, it's tough because, you know, the West is top-heavy especially. And if you make it there, that's that's a success on its own right. Uh, but Memphis – Memphis as a city, you know, they, they've embraced the Grizzlies. I don't know how much they've embraced it. I know they do love the Grizzlies. Um I don't know if I'd probably call more than say town, a though. team like New Orleans loves the Pelicans. Unfortunately, for I, that's, New that's Orleans, that's fair. That's fair. It doesn't help that the Pelicans have been I, really that good. Interestingly um, enough, <laughs> interestingly enough, though, um, uh, as far as uh, average attendance per team, mm-hmm. um, right? They uh, Pelicans this year ranked twenty fifth. Grizzlies are ranked twenty sixth. So both are really down there. Well, yeah, well, there you I go. I was surprised to hear that, too, because, like, Memphis, like you said, they have, their fan base seems to really like them, but uh, I guess do. just because you're loud come playoff time doesn't mean you show up every single night, night in, what, night out, like I, a Chicago I'd love Bulls. to see what 
OKC's attendance is. I'm just curious where they land, where they land. I'd have to pull that um, up. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'd actually like to know that. But Memphis, look, you guys are talking about them possibly moving over to Seattle. My God, would I love nothing more than to see the Memphis. Like, not Memphis because it's not like because I do but like them in Memphis and I love having a team in Memphis. But Seattle deserves a team. They deserve a team back. And if it turns out that we have to sacrifice the Grizzlies to do it, I may be willing to do that myself. You know, I definitely was ready to sacrifice the Sacramento Kings. So Memphis Grizzlies are around there too. So, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, too little, too late. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, the Thunder are ranked 15th. So middle of the pack. Oh wow, middle um, of the pack, not bad. Yeah, well they're good That that helps. Yeah, yeah, and like for a small market, like I mean, yeah, looking at this, I mean, I think they're they're definitely one of the better like really small market teams. Um, like I mean, they're they're better than you know Orlando or Sacramento or Charlotte or you know any yeah. Grizzlies, New Orleans. We both mentioned. Um, so, you know, better better than any of those teams. I would say maybe you would call Cleveland a small market, but I wouldn't necessarily call that um, a small market. I mean, it's a big city. It's just yeah. not necessarily, like, known to draw in talent. Um, but the only, like, that's real true. small market team, the only real small market team that's ahead of them is, is Utah Jazz, which shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. Like, they love their fucking They basketball. love their jazz. Yeah, they do. They do. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and we'll, we're going to have to we can't, we don't, We're not going to have time to do it uh, Today But we're definitely going to have to highlight the Jazz uh, Maybe hopefully next week Because this team's really turning yeah. around So um, yeah. I, I want you, I want to give you all the, all the time in the world To gloat about your favorite Western Conference team Joel <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I can't, I'm happy for them <laughs> Yeah, yeah, indeed uh, Juwan, what are your thoughts on the Grizzlies Putting these uh, guys on the block and is it too little, too late, um, you know, for, for getting any sort of real value uh, for these uh, two guys? Uh, maybe Juwan drops. I don't know. No? Juwan, no, right, you're on no. mute. I'm here. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was talking for like five seconds and didn't realize. Um, but, no, uh, I, I, I won't. As I say it's a little too late for Conley because as you survey the NBA, I don't know of anyone that's, like, missing a point guard to take them over the hump to, to be, right. like, really competitive. Um, but Gasol, yeah, I mean, that, that's a guy that, you know, a, a team might – you're not going to get a whole lot for him because the teams you would get a whole lot from aren't really looking for a Marcus All. Um, so, like, if you're looking for, like, you know, a great draft pick, like, I don't really know of any contenders that could use Marcus All that have great draft picks to give you, or that they would want to give you um, for Marcus All. Uh, so I, it's it's weird because the Grizzlies are one of those those franchises that they have no idea what they want to do as far as basketball because you had that what I thought was a great team with the OJ Mayo, Rudy Gay, Randolph, um, <clears throat> Gasol. Then you had Tony Allen. Uh, I, I always forget. Right, yes. I always forget the um, the head coach's name. They got some fifty something wins, and then they fired him. Um, Lionel Lionel Hollins, I think it was. Yes, that's correct. Yes, thank you. Um, they just they they don't have an identity. The, those teams were catered to being more defensive, 
Um, then you had Fizz come in, who was trying to get them a little bit more defensive. Um, and then, like, they're letting all these guys go, and now it's just like, now you want to get rid of Marcus Gasol when it's, like, the worst possible time. Um, but, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, you're going to get suckered in a Marcus Gasol deal. Just like whoever takes Conley, I think you're going to be suckered um, in that deal. Um, you know, obviously, depending on what you give up, but taking a guy who's been as injured as he has, it's not. I don't think it's worth the risk because, like I said, I can't think of a team that needs a Conley to put him over the hump. Um, so it's just it's it's an unfortunate situation that they're stuck in. But we saw the Brooklyn Nets give up almost a full litter of draft picks to get Paul Pierce and Garnett. So it's not out of the realm of possibility. But I would hope that the NBA has smartened up since that. Yeah. I think it has, um, and I think the days of, of that kind of deal happening are are probably done at least, like, fully unprotected picks. You know, like, I feel like even, you know, that, that Houston deal was um, that was on the table for Butler, apparently. I feel like, I mean, we never saw the um, exact proposal of that, but I feel like um, possibly one of the reasons that, that, you know, Minnesota was like, no, we're not taking that is because there were too many um, lofty protections on those picks. And they're like, you know, like we're not going to take the risk of giving up Jimmy Butler for picks that may not even convey. Like um, we're just not going to do it. Um, But uh, I, I, uh, well, two things. One, uh, it's so funny that you always forget Lionel Holland's name because uh, Jawan, for, for our listeners who don't know, um, is a huge fan of Lionel Hollins, but he always forgets his name. It's like it's like that when you have like that one song that you really like by a particular band, but it never gets played on the radio, but you consider it your favorite song by that band, and then someone's like, "Oh yeah, blah 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 blah," and, and you're like, "Fuck, I can't even remember the words to that song, like because I don't ever hear it." But it, it, I really do love it. It really is my favorite song by that band. Um, I don't know if that happens to. You. Y'all, but it happens to me. Um, but uh, I, I've got a, I've got a crazy proposal here, and this will not happen. So like we can we can go through this quickly. Um, I'm gonna, but I want to kick it back to you on this one, Jawan, just to get your thoughts first. Um, Houston Rockets get Mike Connolly and Kyle Anderson. Memphis gets Chris Paul and Marquise Chris. Uh, let me just make a quick pitch on it. Uh, Conley, not as good as Chris Paul, but you don't really need him to be as good as Chris Paul. Like, if you look at what Chris Paul does for that team and what James Harden is already doing for that team, um, they're both equally injury-prone. So, you know, that is what it is. Uh, And you get Kyle Anderson on top of that, um, fits that wing position that you need. Um, And then if you're Memphis, you cut a little bit of salary, um, it, it, you know, because Kyle Anderson's got the, you know, they just signed him to a four-year deal and not really looking like it's working out too great with him uh, there in Memphis. They cut a little salary. And then you get Chris Paul, and then you just figure out what you do with Chris Paul. You know, like somebody will give you something for Chris Paul. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I don't think it's going to happen at all. Like I'd be super fucking shocked if it did. Um, but, I mean, I think at least on paper it, it, it makes some sense. Juwan, what do you think? Uh, I think it's, it's, it's risky only in the sense of uh, I think a lot of people are under the assumption that if Chris Paul were healthy uh, in that game seven, Rockets have a shot at winning and heading on to the NBA Finals. I 
don't recall the last time I've seen Mike Conley um, in big-time playoff situations. So it's like sure. you'd be giving up someone that you almost uh, were convinced that if you had, you would have been in the finals last year for someone who is very talented. I am not uh, knocking Mike Conley at all. Um, I just haven't seen him in those high-pressured playoff moments. So it's like it, it's a risk. But I think Conley is younger than Chris Paul, um, oh, yeah. unless I'm mistaken. He's no, younger, about so, like six years. Okay, yeah. cool. So my one good thing about that trade that, that I was thinking as you were <clears throat> proposing it is if Conley can stay healthy, he can kind of uh, relieve Harden offensively. Um, so hopefully Harden can try to – uh, get more games off so you can get that rest, build that rest, um, and Conley can kind of help with that. Because, I mean, I think Chris Paul's now in a situation where it's like, I think they're going to try to hold him off as much as they can to, like, playoff time to preserve all that help that Chris Paul seems to lack come playoffs. Yeah, I mean, that was kind of my my kind of thinking. And I, I was mistaken. He's only about two years younger than Chris Paul. Um but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I, like I said, it's not going to happen, so it's kind of pointless, but I don't know. I just, I, you know, trying to, when you're trying to find these trades for these people, it's like, well, I don't know, maybe this fucks work, <laughs> like, just throw it out there. Um, you know, Luke, Joel, do either one of y'all uh, have a, a, an opinion on this, or should we just move on? Well, uh, look it, um... I don't, I don't know how I would do it myself. I personally, uh, I like Mike Conley a lot, but my opinion, if I, if I'm going to pick an injury prone player, I'd pick Chris Paul, Mike Conley, and it's just I, I could, I could when Chris Paul's healthy, I just think Chris Paul's another another tier better than 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 Mike Conley is. Sure. And they, they proved it last year. As long as he's healthy, he is, he's otherworldly. That's 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 really the missing link right there. Unfortunately, he just he can't stay healthy. Yeah, that's uh, very true. Uh, well, at least it was the missing link last year. Uh, I don't know if yeah, it's yeah. still the same thing. Um, <laughs> a little different this year. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Um, but, you know, tough. I mean. It's, it's the working that, link because now that he's out, that more James Harden, more usage, <laughs> it just turns James Harden has leveled. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's that that that's uh that's definitely true. Uh Luke, any any quick comments before we move on? Yeah, I'll just make it quick. Um I also think uh, uh the Hornets would say no to that just because if I'm training calmly I don't wanna figure out what to do with Chris Paul later. I'm gonna make a three sure. team deal somehow and try to get a third right. team because I want all the young assets. So that's also why I don't think it would happen to me just because <laughs> I don't think I want to try to figure out what to do with Chris Paul. No, I want another team to figure that out and give me some, you know, pieces to build off of. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I And maybe I, I was just thinking as far as the 13, and maybe you don't even have to get, like, Chris Paul or the Houston Rockets involved since, you know, that's not going to happen anyway. Uh, and by the way, like, the main – the main cog in that wheel wasn't only getting Mike Conley, it was also getting Kyle Anderson, who could provide wing depth for the guy in Marquise Chris who ain't giving you shit. Um, but uh, but nevertheless, um, I maybe Dallas. I mean, they DSJ's you know not happy. Um, I just I, I again like if I'm Dallas, I, I feel like I'm just way too young to take on a guy like Mike Conley. Um, like I. I, and I think 
Um, Luke, maybe you said it. No, I think it was uh, Juwan. One of y'all fucking said it. Um, like, who who does it move the needle for? Like, what team out there is getting Mike Conley move the needle for? And it's just tough. It's like it's really tough to find th- that team um, out there. And, you know, a team that maybe could have been in the running um, was Indiana. But, unfortunately, now, and we're going to move on to our next topic here, um, Victor Oladipo is going to miss the rest of the season uh, due to a ruptured quad tendon in his knee. Um, prayers for Victor Oladipo. Like, that That fucking sucks, man. Like, um, th- this is a dude who... You know, I think everybody, um, you know, has the utmost respect for his work ethic, um, you know, his his um, kind of no-bullshit attitude, uh, you know, when it comes to the game and, you know, preparation and, you know, um, being being the leader and, 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 you know, somebody for his teammates to all rally around. Um, it, it's definitely going to hurt them. Uh, you know, throughout this season, um, and and you know, hopefully, it is, from what I've read, uh, at least very similar to the Tony Parker injury. Um, so if that if that ends up being kind of our our framework for when to expect Oladipo back, we could see him back at the start of next season, which would be great. Like, obviously, we want him to get back as soon as possible. Um, but yeah. Just a killer, killer uh, news um, for for Indiana. Um, so I'm gonna kick it to you first, Joel. Um, what are your thoughts on the injury? And you know, how do you, how do you see Indiana kind of trying to deal with this throughout the rest of the season? Oh, it's devastating. This sucks. And, and look, I don't like seeing anybody get injured. But man, Oladipo was playing so well, and he should have definitely been an, an All Star this year if healthy. Um, it's just it sucks. It really does. It sucks for Indiana. Well, he'll probably be able to stay above water, but they're not going to make much noise in the, in, in the playoffs without the depot. Um, it's just he is the heart and soul of that team, and they just lost a big piece for the rest of the season. So it's not like, don't get me wrong, they shouldn't feel too bad. Ain't nobody winning the fucking championship except the Warriors. So don't worry about that. The <laughs> point is, the the it just you just want to be able to make noise in your own conference at the very least, and and now without all the people, it's just gonna be tough. And like I said, he was definitely gonna be an all star again this year, and he always sucked to miss that due to injury. And hopefully that gets voted in and has to be replaced due to injury and shit like that. But who knows now? Yeah, I mean, I I would think that that would be the case, honestly. Um, just I mean, he's he's put up good enough numbers this season. Um, even though he nice. was hurt a little bit earlier this season. Now, speaking of yeah. that, though, they Indiana did play well without him earlier this season. Um, not as well as they play with him, obviously. Um, but they right. did still play well. Um, Luke, do you think there's any chance that um, Indiana finishes above the fifth seed going forward here? Uh, I mean, it's going to be tough. Um it could happen, but not not after this injury. I mean, they, in my mind, they have to make a trade still. You don't have to make, like, the big one. Like, Conley would have been, would have been great, you know, next to him. I always thought Kimba Walker That's true. and Oladipo is just a killer lineup. But when I was just thinking about it, because, like, you know, Indiana's got to make, you know, not like a big push, but, you know, you're a good team and all that. You might want to. 
try to find more scoring in, how much would it cost to go get Isaiah Thomas out of Denver? I mean, he's Not still much. injured, but, like, I don't think it would cost much. And Isaiah could slide into just, like, if he comes back, they've been wrestling him and all that, and he's been mm-hmm. coming back. He can score the ball. I mean, yeah, he's not your defense. losing the defense apart, but you need to make up for scoring now. I mean, you can move Tyreek Evans to the, like, uh, up to the like the lineup, but that takes away, like, he's a good six-man. So, I think Isaiah, like, I was just thinking about that. Like, they need to make a move. Don't make a, like, a, like you know, home run, but this could work in all parties. Well, and I was just going to say, like, there's a lot of teams out there who, like, would love to get their hands on Corey Joseph as a backup because um, he's mm-hmm. a really good backup point guard. Um, like, maybe you could find a way to trade Corey Joseph to get some assets that you could then flip for Isaiah Thomas and cut and cut some salary, you know, to boot, you know, in the meantime. Um, maybe that's something that could work. Um, and then, you know, maybe – Maybe with, you know, what you get as far as trading for Corey Joseph, maybe you get somebody who could then, you know, be a, I don't know, 16 to 22-minute-a-game dude off the bench who can play the two. Um, I, you know, I, I don't have any sort of ideas, you know, concrete ideas, but, I mean, just, just kind of brainstorming here. Um, but I, I – I kind of, I like where your head's at there. At the very least, if if you could get, you know, say seventy five percent of Boston Isaiah, um, which you know that's a gamble. That's a roll of dice. Um, but I mean, here's the thing: it's not like he's on a big contract. He's on an expiring minimum, um, and you know, I mean, I just don't feel like you have a whole lot to lose there. Um, so yeah, I mean, I mean, maybe maybe that could work. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's worth a shot anyway. And like I said, I don't think you'd have to give up much at all. Um, I, I mean, personally, I don't think that anyone in the league is really clamoring to get him. And I don't think Denver should even be contemplating putting him on the court and messing up the rotation that they have. Um, because the rotation that they have in place has been great. <laughs> and they don't need to mess with that, in my opinion, anyway. Um but, uh, but Juwan, uh what are your thoughts on uh, the Pacers uh, and Oladipo? Um, <clears throat> I was thinking about this before. I don't remember. I'm thinking maybe back 10 years ago. I don't recall, especially players of this caliber, like Oladipo, AD, Boogie, KP, uh, LeBron. I don't remember this many all-star caliber players going down with injuries at the rate that we've had in the past three, four, maybe five years. Um, I don't know what it is. (laughs) You said two? The last two have been killer. Oh, right, 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 yeah. Um, I I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's condition. I don't know what it is. But I just don't recall a time in the NBA where star, all-star players went down at the rate that they have been. Um, it, it, it's heartbreaking, man. I, I I told you, what was it, like two, maybe three weeks ago, that I thought Oladipo was making the case for MVP. Uh, you guys were telling yeah. me, well, he's not going to he's not gonna win it because, like, Paul George is still still breathing. But I thought he was making a case for um for, for MVP. Um, and, and I was planning on sticking to that. But obviously now um, I can't. It's, it's, it's heartbreaking, man. I, I was – it's funny that because, like, 
I hated you originally when you were like, man, like the Pacers are nice. And I'm like, I don't think you realize, like, I'm a Knicks fan. Like, that that's like the worst thing to hear. Like, <laughs> the Knicks are horrible, but the Pacers are doing well. Um, and you wrote me in, man. <laughs> like, I started watching them. I was like, man, I love these Pacers. Like, you know, yeah. it hurts to say it out loud, but, like, I love to watch them. I mean, um, I've had to disown so Jawan before. It's not the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, and then but it, objectively it, it, it speaking, they're a fun team to watch. I think that's the point yeah, you're trying to make. I will never yeah, say I love yeah, a team though, like that. No. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, um, but yeah, no, go it, ahead, it, it, it hurts. It hurts, and I think it hurts a lot more for the Eastern Conference um, because we were starting to feel like, you know, maybe instead of just oh, only two teams looking great in the Eastern Conference, we could have maybe a legit four. Um, if not five, five. Uh, five. at least now, five. Yeah, at least five. And and now it's kind of like if the Pacers do stay uh, above water and make it into the playoffs, like I, I don't really know like who they beat or, or who steps up. Um, with the trade that they'll make it coming, in the playoffs. Yeah, I think the they trade, already yeah. have thirty-five wins. Um, so let's just say, like, you, you have to win 40 games in the East to make the playoffs. That means they only got to win five more. They'll, I mean, they'll make the playoffs. It's just, like, where are they going to – like, it, it, it makes a huge difference for them even more so now than it did is can they somehow, like, just band together and keep that three seed, which, like Luke said, I don't um, – the probability on it is not very good because if you're having to play – you know, one of those top four teams without your star player. Um, the first round oh, of the Eastern mm-hmm. Conference is is going to be is going to be a lot of hot garbage now, probably. So let let me ask this: If you're the Pacers, obviously knowing Oladipo will be back next year, at what degree yeah. we, we obviously don't know. Um, if you're the Pacers, do you just go? You know what? I feel good with what we have. Um, I, I'll stay put. Or do you try to to make a trade? I know this won't happen, but like just someone who could score, like fill fill the the scoring shoes. Um, do you call New York and, and see if you could facilitate a, a three way trade there? Because New York's looking to just any veteran that they have, they're like take them. And any veteran, yeah. anyone who's been in the league multiple years, take yeah. them. So if I'm the Pacers, I mean, if and I, if I go out and I try to trade for <laughs> Tim Hardaway. Um, I look at it and I go, his contract's not horrible, and I think he's up in a year or two. So it's like, yeah, too. I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Um, I mean, Tim Hardaway would certainly help them, um, and they have the expiring contracts to get it done. Um, if Tim I or Courtney am the Lee Pacers, would help them. That's a good idea. What's that? Tim or Courtney Lee would be helpful for them. Uh, yeah, I mean, at this point, like, but here's the thing, if I'm the Pacers, like, you got to give me more, like, because cause they don't have any bad expiring contracts. Like, they don't have people, like, the expiring contracts that they have, they aren't, they aren't players who don't have value just in and of the, you know, themselves being good NBA players. I gotta look. So, like, I gotta look. So, yeah, so it's like, yeah, where whereas like there might be a team out there who would give up an expiring a shitty expiring contract for one of those guys and just call it a day. I don't think Indiana's in that position, um, and so at that point it's like, well, what what else would New York have to include in the deal to make it happen? And 
is New York going to be like, yeah, you're not being unreasonable. We can give you that. You know, uh, that's tough. That's always tough. You know, trying to figure out what you know what they exactly. They got Phil Al Jefferson on the books. I'll take Al Jefferson and eat that shit because that's only he's expiring. Uh, you, <laughs> well, yeah, Nick, but no, he, he's not. He's not. He's not there anymore. though. Like they can't no, trade him because he's not there. You can't take his contract. Oh, he's oh he's uh nope. he got extended or whatever. Stretched, he stretched. It. No, I mean he wasn't stretched. I mean they they bought him out for what four Monte million. Monte Ellis was stretched. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I and think so. Yeah. If um. If, but I mean you still you can't take the contract of a player who's not on the roster. No matter. No. Well, what. Jesus Christ. They have. The, I know, right? That's a stupid contract. rule. Yeah. The main I thing I was looking at. <laughs> The main thing I was looking at is <clears throat> I, I know the, the Knicks were talking about <clears throat> trying to trade for him before, uh, but I guess things fell through. But maybe calling Chicago and prying uh, Jabari from there, um, prying Jabari Ooh. from there, bring him to the Knicks, try to find a way to get Courtney and, and Tim uh, out of there, and maybe even throw an Enos. <laughs> like, um, you know, it, I, a I lot of money. How do we start talking about the fucking Knicks? <laughs> God damn it! No, in a fucking Knicks no, conversation. I, I only, I only brought them up because I'm saying if if I'm the Pacers, I'm looking around to to see what's veteran score can I get to kind of fill in uh, for yep. for Vic. Yep. And I was like, well, Knicks want to get rid of Tim, so like, go take Tim, like, go get him, him or Courtney Lee, like, go get one of those guys. That's true. I'm not going to argue yeah. with that. Yeah. No, I mean, like I said, I mean, I think I think it could work. I mean, I just think. You're, I mean, you're going to have to give up more than just those players. Like, I mean, so, like, I, do you think – do yeah, I, I think that Chicago <laughs> would be willing to send out one of those guys and additional assets to take back somebody that's on Indiana? Is that what you're asking me? Because, no, I don't, I don't think that would – I don't think Chicago would be the team to pick there. You'd have to find a different team, which is possible. Like, you might be able to find one, but um, – but yeah, I don't know. I mean, honestly, honestly, I would probably, I would probably be more inclined to make the the move that Luke said to keep your flexibility open in the future, um, and just get, you know, go out and and try to get somebody like Isaiah Thomas and just kind of roll the dice with that. Um, I, I, that just makes more sense to me as far as you know. Indiana's got a ton of cap space next year. Um, they have all the time in the world to be able to say, you know what. We will take Tim Hardaway off your books for you know, um, yeah, first your lottery protected first rounder next year. You know, like they yeah, could say that. Fuck a dick. <laughs> well, I mean, if it's it, well, if you're getting rid of Tim Hardaway, that's because you're getting Kevin Durant. You're not going to do it if you're not getting rid of Kevin Durant. If it's in the yeah. off season, so at that that's point, that giving up a lottery protected, basically trading. Tim Hardaway Jr. and a lottery lottery protected first for Kevin Durant. So that's what I'm saying. Like for the, for in, in that scenario. Kevin Durant. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying in the off season, if you knew you were going to get Kevin Durant and you had to clear money, then like then you would be willing to give that up if you knew you were getting Kevin Durant. That's what I'm saying. So yeah, well, like, I guess if we knew, that's different. That's completely right. Completely. And that's I give up two fucking. That's completely right. Different. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, like that—that's my point. Is that like it, Indiana could just like wait and make that deal at the time um, if they really wanted, if they really thought he'd fit in long term. 
Um, but I wouldn't I wouldn't make a deal to get him to fill in in the interim now. It doesn't make sense because New York is not going to give up a future first, not knowing what their future is. So you're right. you're only going to be getting you know minimal assets back in general. Um, I I don't know. I just don't. I don't think it works for Indiana. Um, I, I, for whatever reason, I think it does work for Dallas, and it, it pains me to say it. I hope they don't do it um, because I don't need them to win games. Um, but anyway, let's move on. Uh, we got so many more topics to get to. Uh, Lonzo, Lonzo Ball, he's going to miss four to six weeks with a grade three ankle sprain. That injury looked fucking gnarly. Like, I mean, he like. He just kind of buckled his ankle and then crashed into Dude Buddy. I forget who it was at this point. Um, and uh, like, but I mean, it, I mean, he just went down and then like fell right into him. It was, uh, it did not look good. And then the replays on it, I, I was, I was pretty convinced. Like, I was like, damn, yeah, he's gonna be out for at least a couple weeks. Um, and it turns out it's gonna be four to six. A Lakers just can't catch a break. You know, uh, LeBron's been out mm-hmm. for a while. Now they, they, you know, Rondo's been out. Now they lose Lonzo. Um, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of think right now if I'm the Lakers, I'm just like everybody take your time. We ain't even worried about making the playoffs this year. You know what? LeBron could use a, a year of rest, <laughs> like not have to play in the playoffs uh, that we know we're not going to win anyway. Uh, let's get an even better draft pick. So when we try to trade for Anthony Davis, we'll have some better assets. Um, I don't know. I don't necessarily think like, and I'm not saying tank. I'm just saying I'm not rushing any of my dudes back to try and win games this year. What's the point? <laughs> you know. So um, I don't know. That that's just my thoughts. Uh, but Joel, I'm gonna kick it over to you. Where where are your thoughts on this? No, I kind of feel sick and weak for this. I mean, it's bad, probably bad. Uh, he, he has never missed the postseason, so it's kind of embarrassing to have a lot of in the leaguers and not make the postseason. It's just awkward to say that. Um, so part of me disagrees, but also the other part of me is like he's getting old and could use the rest. He ain't winning shit this year anyway, but why not just take the break? I understand that logic. makes a lot of sense. But I think for his own reputation, it won't look good if they don't make the playoffs. And they were obviously in the playoff hunt when he was healthy. So uh, him and LeBron, I think they will. As long as he's healthy and he comes back, they're going to make the playoffs. It's just they have an awkward fucking team to begin with. They lost both their point guards. Rondo should be back soon. Hopefully that helps keep them afloat. But we'll see. I just I, I understand where you're coming from. I kind of agree with you. But at the same time, it would not be a good look if they don't make the playoffs. Sure, but like LeBron missed the playoffs the first two years in his career. Um, he's yeah, never he's lost in the. <laughs> yeah, I know he's never lost in the first round. That's like LeBron's claim to fame. Um, and uh, sure. I don't know, like I mean, you might lose in the first round in the West this year, like especially oh, if especially you're in, like eight. a seven or eight seed. Like that's not going <laughs> to be easy. Sure. <laughs> so yeah, like yeah. maybe it's better just to miss the playoffs. Get a lottery pick and like just call that shit a day. Take an early vacation, yeah. get your body right. <laughs> fucking I don't disagree make, with that. make some off season moves and come back and you know roll like that. Um, right. But uh, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't know. I'm, again, like I'm not saying you know, like I'm not by no means am I saying tank. I'm just saying like just just let everybody be a hundred percent healthy. Time. You know, like 
Exactly. Right. Take your time. <laughs> um, but, uh, Luke, what are your thoughts on Lonzo going down and, and how the Lakers try to juggle all these injuries? Yeah, the Lakers can't catch a break with these injuries. I mean, it's just one after the other when teams, like, like you know, when they start to look like they have chemistry, you know, some injury happens and all this. It stinks for Lonzo, who's starting to actually really play well in all this. But I'm actually going to go opposite of you because, I mean, it sounds like a great plan, but not only for LeBron's sake, you're the Los Angeles Lakers. Like, if it was, like, Miami Heat, you know, the Cleveland Cavs is still on, and it's, like, not that big of a market, it'd be like, okay, you know, they didn't make the – this is also, like, L.A., they're six years in a row. They haven't made it to the playoffs. They have to make it to the playoffs. So now what it's get me thinking is you got to do the opposite. Is this going to get them to go out and make a move now to actually be like, well, Lonzo's down. We need to make a move because, you know, the players out there right now aren't the best with LeBron. So is it going to send them that way because they can't. It's going to be hard for them, you know, right now with the injuries and all that to make the playoffs and all that, but they can't miss it again. Make it seven years in a row. It's in L.A. and all that. I mean, yeah, it'd be the best for LeBron to finally get some rest and all that, but just with everything behind, you know, him going out there and all that, it would just it almost be laughable that they didn't make it and all that. I mean, I would love it 100% if they didn't make it, you know. <laughs> And, and but would in, you though? All, would you rather? Would, would you rather them? Yeah, would I, you rather them not make the playoffs and have better assets to um, go after Anthony Davis? Like knowing that your your like your team wants to go wants to be the team that gets him, um, or would you rather them like uh, like make a deal and then like you know give up some of those assets and then go make the playoffs? Because I mean, if I'm you, I'd rather them do what you think they should do or, or what you think they're going to do. Like, I, I definitely would not want them to miss the playoffs and, and get a lottery pick. And you know the lottery is always fucking friendly to the Lakers. You know, they end up like the 13th team in the lottery. They're all of a sudden picking number fucking four. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, fuckers. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's, it's, a, it's a double-edged sword right now, but, I mean, I got to just take the fact that you know, hey, you can have more assets. We'll still beat that, but I'm still gonna make fun of all my Lakers friends fans <laughs> if you don't make the first year with LeBron James. Like this is year seven in a row that they won't be making it. That's crazy. But it's crazy. Top of it, just, yeah, you know, I do. You know, how long? Hey, how long was the Celtics rebuild, Luke? Was it hey, a year? I don't talk about that. Two? Oh well, I thought I thought we were talking about the 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 nineties and early two thousands. Oh yeah, no. Oh no no no, I was talking about the most no, recent one. Yeah. Oh no, we started at the same time as the Lakers. It took us one year. Yeah, we had one down yeah, year. That's what I thought. And then we were right back yeah. at it. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, I guess you know you do have your dark days uh, in the nineties, so there is that. Um, but you know, I mean, I, the Lakers weren't anything to like really, you know, get excited about until they got Shaq. So they had a few years there in between the, the Magic years and the Shaq years where um, shit wasn't looking too great either. Fucking Vlade Divac's your best player and fucking Nick Van Exel. Like, um, but, uh, but yeah, um, I mean, I feel you. I, I, I get it. I mean, it won't it won't look good. I'm just, you know, I'm just being practical here, um, you know. But 
Yeah, and and it, I will I will give you this, Luke. This is that would be the last thing that Magic and Palinka would want. You know, they they want to make the playoffs this year, I'm sure. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I yeah. I just don't Bad see luck. them making a huge. <laughs> I don't see them making a big. I I don't see them making a Bradley Beal level move. Um, now, here's one thing I could see happening. I could see if if New Orleans continues to like kind of flounder. I could see them saying, fuck it. <laughs> like, we'll give you Lonzo, we'll give you Ingram, and we'll give you Kuzma and, a, and an expiring. Like, just give us Anthony Davis. Like, um, maybe that's something that could happen, um, you know, just to go ahead and make sure you got him, and then you can go out and fill around him and LeBron next season. Um, but, like, I don't, I don't see them making up the old deal. Um, but, uh, Jawan, uh, what are your thoughts on Ball's injury and, and, you know, the out four to six weeks, um, and, and, you know, just in general for how you kind of see the Lakers handling this? Well, I tell you this, if the Lakers don't make the playoffs, uh, the one really good thing Magic will enjoy is being able to fire Luke Walton with an actual purpose. For an actual <laughs> there you reason. go. Um, so <laughs> yes. he'll love that. There, there's so a benefit right there like, for all the Walton haters. Yeah. yeah, Magic's talking to LeBron's doctors like, you know, let's extend this as long as we possibly can. Um, <laughs> I, I'm just joking, people out there. I don't think Magic's sabotaging Luke Walton. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I will say LeBron being out has done – a really great thing for the Lakers. For the Lakers, in the sense of they uh, they got to see Kuzma really step out of the shell. Um, and with LeBron there, I kind of felt like Kuzma was always trying to find his identity. Uh, and with him being with LeBron being out, Kuzma's kind of coming to his own. So now. <laughs> What makes it difficult is if you're the Lakers and you're trying to go after Anthony Davis, from the Pelicans, our conversation starts with Kuzma. It doesn't like it doesn't end. It doesn't go Lonzo and no, no. It starts with Kuzma. Damn right. And then we can continue to talk. So if I'm the Lakers, what I'm what I'm really thinking about is like how how many more years does AD have? One or two? Uh, two next probably. year, and then he's got a player option. So really, just one. Really, just one, right? So if yeah, I'm the Lakers, one. if I'm the Lakers, I might play the waiting game because think of it like this. Think of it like AD is obviously not going to sign that contract. Whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. Here's the go problem ahead, with playing the waiting game. The Boston Celtics. Do you mean play the waiting game until the off season, or to trade for him, or play the waiting game until he's a free agent? Because fucking Boston ain't going to let him become a free agent in New Orleans. I can fucking guarantee you that. Ask Luke. (laughs) No. Well, see, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Because, all right, so are we saying Boston – do you think Boston will offer draft picks or players for AD? Because that's that's the biggest – Oh, I think it's both. Here's the thing. I think it's both, and I think if the Lakers aren't involved, then, uh, like, if they just – for whatever reason, decided they weren't going to put together a good package, which they do have, um, then, you know, I, I feel like Boston may not even have to give up Tatum. But like, that's the big thing right now is, like, will, it, would Boston give up Tatum or, or not? And, like, to me, like, that's 
that's the only thing preventing Boston from being the surefire fucking like team to, to for them to deal with. You know what I mean? Well, here's here's the thing. If if I'm New Orleans, I'm looking at it like this. I'm saying, okay, this. The, okay. Oh wait, hold on. Go ahead. Yeah, can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. Um, the way the way the Pelicans are set up, like it's not a horrible team. Is, is it a great one? No, but it's not a it's horrible. Got no depth. One. Right. It has no. They can't depth. stay healthy. <laughs> that too. Very true, Joel. They just love and when you have no again. depth and you can't stay healthy, you suck. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. right. We we pretty much at. just solved the Pelicans' problem in in one yeah. sentence. <laughs> Here's what yeah. I'm looking at. If if I can keep those guys healthy, I'm looking at, okay, Boston, cool. You can offer me draft picks, but do I want to rebuild in a city that you guys already <laughs> already mentioned doesn't have the most loyal fan base? Do I want to rebuild again? Because this will have been my second or third time in the course of AD's time being here of trying to, whether it's a soft reboot or a full-on reboot. Um, so it's like, do I want to do that or – do I want to force Boston to give me Jason Tatum, or do I want to force? Juwan, we're to give losing me you, man. You're like cutting in and out. Can you hear me? Yep. Can you hear me? I hear you. Yeah. Okay. So this is okay. just fun. Oh, yeah, okay, maybe it's my phone. Okay, I was saying, um, you know, I, I wouldn't want to rebuild, so I would force Boston to give me Tatum, and if they say no then I'm looking at the Lakers and seeing if they give me Kuzma. I don't want to fully rebuild. So I'm looking at one of those young studs that I could bring in to make the star of that team and just try to rebuild around those guys. No, you're not going to get free agents to come there, but hopefully you've smartened up if you can do better drafting going forward. But to completely rebuild and not get any of those star players um, in return and just getting draft picks, I don't really know how that's going to go in a town that's already not the most consistent already. So, I mean, I don't know. I look at the situation and I go, if I'm the Lakers, I'm still trying to make the playoffs um, because I have LeBron. So I hear what you're saying, Nick, on they could lose in the first round, but I have LeBron. I always feel like I have a really good chance having LeBron. Um, So I'm trying to keep the team above 500. That makes sense. Uh, I totally understand that. Um, uh, guys, are y'all hearing me okay? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Just wanted to make sure. All right. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, I get you there. Uh, I, I mean, I think, um, I think ultimately, uh, you got LeBron, so you got to feel good about that. If you make the playoffs. You probably, I mean, look at last year, just them playing Indiana. Even though they got pushed to seven, they still ultimately came out on top. Um, as long as you're not playing Golden State, you got to feel like you have a, a, a pretty good chance. Um, but, you know, we'll we'll see how that, you know, all plays out. And I feel you on uh, New Orleans. Like, um, you definitely, like, let, let's, let's put it in movie terms. Um, you don't want to go full-on reboot. You want to go, like, soft reboot. Um, and so getting getting a guy who can, like, go out and get you buckets, like Tatum or Kuzma, um, or, I mean, even Ingram to a certain extent, um, though Ingram's kind of more of a he, – he, he's kind of more of a jack-of-all-trades type of player, um, whereas Kuzma's like a bucket getter. Um, so, you know, I, I, I could see why you would prefer to have Kuzma in that equation, uh, Jawan. Um but yeah, I mean we'll 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 see how that you know all 
ties together. Uh, Joel, I want to kick it over to you. Uh, are, uh, you've got the results, or we have the results, or whatever, for the All-Star Draft um, yeah. as of now. Yes. All right. Lay it on us, man. You, you kind of gave us a teaser earlier, um, so why don't you go ahead and start with the Western Conference, and then we'll get everyone's thoughts and move over to the East. No problem. Well, it looks like we got our all-star starters for the West and the East. And starting uh, – I, I gave you, like you said, a little tease earlier. Let's start with the guards so I'm not as frustrated. Um, Steph Curry and James Harden are the starting guards for the Western Conference. Uh, I don't think that's much of a surprise there. Uh, in terms of the front court, because um, they're focused on the front court on the all-star game, we have Paul George – LeBron James and Kevin Durant with LeBron James, uh, the captain, I guess he got the most votes in the Western Conference. So LeBron James is the captain of the Western Conference. So we have three small forwards in the front court. Um, of course, you have some that could play some power forward. No bigs in this. Again, uh, my least favorite part of this whole weird front court and no big thing is just it, it's beyond frustrating, but here we are. Uh, Eastern Conference well, starters. Uh, here's the thing. Here's the thing, just real quick. You, you know why we have – you know why we have three forwards other than the fact that they allow it to happen? Is because LeBron James had to be the captain. Like, there it is. Yeah, he didn't deserve to be um, a starter. Apparently, there was, anyway. uh, it was uh, it was very close between Paul George and uh, and uh, Anthony Davis, but Paul George ended up winning because of the fan vote. Um, I think he was. He just had. I think he had more votes overall in the fan votes, and that's what gave, gave him the edge at the end of the day over Anthony Davis. Is what it is. Uh, yeah, because I think the fan vote is the uh, deciding vote at the end of the day when it comes to a little close race. Um, right. Yeah. Sure. In, in the in the East, you had Kyrie Irving and Kemba Walker are your starting guards in the East. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and uh, Joel Embiid are your starting front court. That looks more like it. At least that front court makes more sense to me. Whatever. Right. And Giannis, uh, yeah, Giannis Antetokounmpo is your captain. Ah, that's nice. That's kind of surprising to hear. Um, Maybe. All right. Well, uh, that's interesting. So, like these, these aren't the obviously aren't the team set in stone. So Giannis no, will be no. picking uh, his four guys, and LeBron will be picking right. his four guys. Um, that is correct. Yeah, this I don't know. This this is pretty interesting. I kind of like it. Yeah. Um, short of you know, short of maybe um, you know, not One not having out of the ten two. guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's that that is a little frustrating. Um, but I mean, it is an all star game, even though like you know, still. Like, I mean, it's just if nice it was up to, to have... the fans, Luka Doncic would have been a starter in the West. Let's put it that way. <laughs> and, and so yeah. would Derek Rose, well, and so would Dwayne Wade. They'd all be all-stars right now. Yeah, well, that's why they Sorry. did away with the fan vote, because that's fucking stupid. You're damn right. Um, you damn right. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, at least they got it more right than the fans did, I guess. Um, but, no, yeah. I mean, I, 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 you know, I, Luke, actually, yeah, let me pass it over to you first, because um, I, I, I feel like I'm going to probably reference your picks um, that you sent to us earlier. Mine are very similar, but um, why don't you go ahead and, um, you know, give your thoughts on it, and then I'll kind of elaborate based off that. No, I mean, uh, I'm not I'm, – I'm disappointed, but then again, I'm not, like, surprised. Like, I said you guys my choices. I didn't think LeBron 
I, LeBron has to be the captain. I understand that. You know, he's in L.A. He's, he's the personality. He's the face of the NBA. He's like, you know, if they're going to televise this first one, he's the best person, like, you know, comical relief, you know, hold the mic. And it's a lot of going behind this probably. But like you said, I didn't think he deserved it. I mean, Kevin Durant in my mind should have been it. Um, I'm glad Paul George got in. I mean, I really he's been having a great year, so it's crazy. But the, all the four things, just the – Terrible. I mean, I didn't have Anthony Davis in mind. I had uh, uh, Nikolai Jokic because just because. I mean, I just he's his team's way better right now. He is everything for that team. I mean, he deserved it. He doesn't have the name and all that and the brand. I guess like all the rest of them. But I mean, for players and coaches, I think you should have gave him a little bump. And then I mean, Curry's great and all that. But I mean. He's his health. He hasn't been healthy this year. I mean, he ha- he was having a great beginning of the year, and then he he got injured. But I still thought Lillard should have deserved that spot. You know, I just got to give it to a guy that's been there all season and he's been doing it. But uh, I got the East right on the right on the head, man. Uh, I mean, Oladipo definitely should have been the the starting um, you know guard. But Kim Walker's been having a phenomenal year, so I'm also glad that he got that. But that team does make sense, so you know I'm I'm glad that the East at least got a center in there. But if I'm Giannis, I'm taking Kevin Durant as my first pick, maybe, and I'm going to run big like that and not have Joel Embiid, so I'll play center up against Embiid and all that. Or you take Embiid. I feel like Embiid wouldn't work like Embiid and, Ke- and LeBron would make more sense. So I would go Kevin Probably, Durant. Yeah. If I'm- the first pick and just like run those two tall players at you while you have LeBron and James, and then maybe go with the two guard system or something like that. Yeah. I mean, if I'm, if I'm Giannis, I'm looking at the field. I'm thinking of myself here for a second. Um, I guess like none of them are really coming up on like expiring deals. Cause I'm like thinking, I'm looking at the field and being like, I'm going to go take the guy who I might be able to convince to come to Milwaukee. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I don't, I don't, I don't, maybe Kimba, maybe the, like maybe you get Kimba first and you're like, Hey man, like I really like your game, bro. Like blah, 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 blah. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, they're going to have the cast space this season. Now that they've made that trade, Luke, as you pointed out earlier um, this year, when we covered the, the trade they made with Cleveland, uh, maybe, I mean, maybe that's something to think about. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I mostly agree with you. Um, I definitely had Oladipo, um, just barely, um, uh, surpassing Kimba and mainly just because just like Joel likes to have a center and I do too. I like to have a shooting guard, um, or at least somebody who's kind of a shooting guard. Like even like if it's say like, I, if, if I had to pick like, if I had, you know, Steph Curry and, and Russell Westbrook, like at least Russell Westbrook's like kind of a shooting guard, um, just like in the sense of like his build and like all that and like can't play it or whatever. Um, but like Kimba's not at all. So like I'm not hugely in favor of the two-point guard, you know, system, especially like two undersized guards. But, you know, I mean, it just like with Oladipo going down, there's nobody better than Kimba. Um, so that's definitely, you know, that's, that's good. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, 
I did have Steph. I do think Steph. Um, I just like I know he he's been hurt a little bit, but like his level of play over games, in my opinion, outweighs the amount of games that he's missed. Um, but then conversely, and I have no real rhyme or reason for this, um, but uh, you know, like a guy like. Nikola Jokic, I got over AD, just like you do, um, partially because of the injury. But, well, I guess the rhyme or reason would be the record. Um, I think goes a long way there. Um, so, yeah, like, my my only main difference with yours, Luke, was Steph. Um, I, you know, I, I did have Steph in mind. Um, but, Joel, what are, what are your thoughts just overall, not, you know, not just on, you know, the fact that they don't like centers. <laughs> Especially when we have so many good fucking centers. Uh, no. Like, There's so many to choose me. from. It irritates but, me so much. <laughs> I know. Um, it's my least favorite thing in the world but when, it, when they made this change to the front court, when they took centers out. And at the time when they did it, it made sense. But I swear to God, it was right. a small window where the centers – we're not good. There just wasn't a lot of good ones. There wasn't. It was, right. We were limited to like maybe three or four of them. There's a lot of bigs now. And like, you don't have to limit it to centers. We live in a world where power, like traditional power forwards are centers now. So you can right. have traditional power forwards and centers in the same category and have them be the bigs and then have your small forward, power forward, uh, stretch forwards be the wings or the, or you're that front court. And then of course you have your guards, which are the point guard, two guard. That's how it should be logically, but obviously that hasn't hit them yet. Maybe one day it will. Um, but <laughs> Hopefully. like you, like you, uh, I, uh, Kemba Walker uh, and Kyrie together, I don't like because they're just, they're both small scores. Don't get me wrong. I think because they're, they're both scores, I can live with it a little bit more. Um, so they can both score the ball. They're just both small and they're not, neither one of them technically plays shooting guard, even though they both can play shooting guard. So that's why I let that pass. But they do have a big on these things. And they, they're really long. They have, look, that front court was by, by – I think I had the most votes from every level, from media to fan uh, to player. They all had the same eastern front court, which was Joel Embiid, Antetokounmpo, uh, and uh, Kawhi Leonard. That, that was the easiest guesses. The western court was yeah, harder, that, obviously. That makes there was, so much sense. It's too much sense because they were far and away the obvious choices in the front court in the East. Right. In the Western Conference, obviously you had options there. And, like, some people are arguing LeBron shouldn't or shouldn't he. And it's how do you have an off-target without? It's just awkward. <laughs> uh, Paul George is having a hell of a year. How do you leave him out at all? Uh, and then, of course, Kevin Durant is another guy who's he's been quiet this year, but he's still putting up good-ass numbers and he's the best player yeah, on the best team. Yeah, he's played every or, you know game. What I mean? Right, exactly. He's been balling, so it's hard yeah. to it's hard to argue that. So there you go. That's your front court in the West right now. And I even though I still had Anthony Davis there, and his team just hasn't been living up to it. And that look, I'm not gonna lie, I like him on the Pelicans. But if there was a reason he has to leave the Pelicans, it's because that man gets no credit being as good as he is on that, that team. That bothers me to know how. Like, because he's unknown and no one knows who the fuck he is, and it bothers me because that man's a fucking monster. He should definitely be getting more credit than that. And then, of course, right, the backcourt in the West. I'm going to pull a, a Bill Simmons, Ryan Rossello, uh making fun of uh, uh, Mike Greenberg here. Like, just give me a second. Next up on ESPN, we're going to talk about – is or, uh, he wouldn't say what we're going to talk about. Next up on ESPN, <laughs> does – 
does Anthony Davis not making the NBA uh, NBA uh, All Star Game starters mark the end of an era in New Orleans? Back in just <laughs> you know whatever that was bad. Well, that's like happening. they have a little yeah. more experience <laughs> delivering the lines, but like that's that dude. That will definitely be. I guarantee you that will be a segment really? tomorrow oh, on. Yeah. Uh, whatever that fucking show is that, that he and Beetle and Jalen do. Um, but, uh, Luke, I want to kick it back to you. Just some final thoughts before we move on. No, I mean, it, it'll be an interesting all-star game. Um, just hoping that we don't run into last season with, uh, you know, a lot of the people having it. But um, I'm just going to look forward to it actually being televised and seeing them actually pick the team because I want to see what they're thinking because, I mean – like you're saying, I mean, it's tricky right now because you have three forwards on one side and then two guards on the other. So it's like no matter what, you're not making it a, like a, a team, like a complete team. One team could oh, right. and one team and right. one team's going to be really crazy running at you. So it's going to be very interesting. I will say this. The only guy who looked like he was trying to compete two years ago before they made this switch with Giannis Antetokounmpo, I don't know if y'all remember this. I remember it so vividly. Um, like Antetokounmpo was like playing defense, and like maybe halfway through the first quarter, he just like stopped playing defense. Like the guys were like, "Hey, dude, like this is an all-star game. You're not supposed to play defense. Like, what are you doing?" <laughs> um, and like, and, and like, because he was playing like legit fucking NBA defense, like getting up in people's faces and guarding them and all this shit, like. I kind of hope that with him being one of the team captains, he's like, we're going to go fucking win this game, guys. Like, come on. Like, fucking leads his team. Because um, that would that would be something, like, actually kind of cool to see is, like, someone actually fucking care. Um, which we did get a little more of last season. But, like, um, you know, I, it, 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 it's it, – it, Adam Silver's going to have to keep – making things creative. I think maybe doing a few years of this and then going back to East versus West um, and just kind of maybe switching that up from time to time maybe makes sense. Um, but you got to keep it. They're going to have to keep it fresh. They're going to have to keep it fresh. Yeah, I guess. Um, I do miss classic but, East versus West. So. <laughs> well, yeah, because you, you're, you're a traditionalist, Joel. You, you love tradition. Yeah. Like, you, you don't you don't like yeah. shit being like that's why you like centers that's why you like shooting guards that's why you don't like two point guards and I no also centers. like it because that's how we play basketball Nick that's how we that, play basketball I know. shooting guards play shooting guards centers play center it doesn't no one plays with three small forwards it's not, not oh I can't <laughs> no I I feel you but like without Oladipo who are you gonna put in there you're gonna put in Beal no I, I get that 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 right. I understand that one I get right that, that I get okay. So, yeah, because that's kind of the way I feel. Like, I, I even thought about it today. I was like, would I put Beal over him just for my own weird sake of wanting a shooting guard? And I was like, I can't do it. <laughs> even though Beal's been on a tear recently. Thing is, if, no, if good. fucking John Wall had, like, got his surgery at the beginning of the season and that team was at, without John Wall all season, like, Beal probably right. would be there. Like, he probably would. Right. Like what Kembo was doing in the beginning of the year. Like exactly. Beal would have been doing that all season, too. So, like, yeah, I don't know. It's, that'll be interesting. Wait, and, by the way, one more quick thing um, about the Oladipo injury um, before we, like, move on to the next subject because I forgot this earlier. Um, this could really be huge for Kemba Walker and Charlotte because I think – 
I think Kimba now should be a favorite to make an all-NBA team. I mean, you got Steph, you got uh, James Harden. Um, they're probably going to be your first team. You got Dame, um, you got Kyrie, uh, and then, you know, you got a couple spots that are, like, up in the air. I think Kimba's probably going to make one of those spots. Um, you know, there's a few guys out there who could challenge, but I think Oladipo was kind of maybe the one guy um, who who was mm-hmm. kind of really – potentially holding him off yet. Like, Russ is not having a particularly great season. Um, you know, I, I think I would put Kimba ahead of Russ this year as far as for All-NBA. For All-NBA, yeah, as yeah, far yeah. as, like, statistically, like, because, like, All-NBA, as I mean, if there's any one category that doesn't have to do with, like, how good your team is, it's usually All-NBA. It's like, I mean, you really get rewarded for how – like how great you were individually in a given season. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I think that can be huge because obviously that would qualify him for the Supermax. And I just, again, like, Luke, you and I have had this discussion. If I'm Charlotte, I, you're already, like, right there on the tax line. If you pay Kim the, the Supermax, you're in the luxury tax. Like, do I want to be in the Washington Wizards, like, boat? where I'm paying the luxury tax and I don't even know year in, year out if I'm going to make the playoffs. I don't know. I just, I just don't know. I, I you know, obviously you want to keep Kimba Walker, um, and I would definitely pay him a, a five-year max contract. I just don't think I would pay him a John Wall contract. Um, that's just too much. It's too much to pay one guy when you're not a legit contender. It's one thing for Golden State Warriors to pay Steph that. It's no, it's one thing for OKC to pay Russ that. It's a whole other thing when you're the Wizards paying John Wall that or the, yeah, the Hornets Kemba, paying. I love, yeah, exactly. No, I agree with you 100%. It's just a different tier right there. Yeah, it's a different tier and it's a different team situation. Like, sure. you just, sure. I just don't think you can afford to do it. So, um, but I mean, I think... I won't, I won't say lock because we never know what can happen, but, I mean, I, I would consider him a favorite to be um, – And I mean, fuck, if these um, if these uh, um, all-star voting, you know, is, is any indication of it, he's probably going to be all-NBA. Um, and probably, you know, maybe would have been before the Oladipo injury, and I think that only helps further his calls for that. Um, so oh, – yeah. You know, does does that maybe move the needle at all on on them? Um, maybe trying to move him or not? I don't know. I mean, I don't think they're going to. I, I mean, I think if they were going to, they would have done it last year. But I do think that um, I think that that's going to be that's going to be a really tough decision for them to make. Um, you know, if uh, it pans out that way, and if Kimba's like, I'll stay if you pay me the supermax. Because here's the thing, like, and this is why the Supermax is so fucking stupid. Like, a team should not be held ransom like that. Like, they should just be like, yo, we'll pay you a five-year max with an annual 8% increase when that other team can only pay you a four-year max with a 5% annual increase. You're going to make more money with us anyway. Um, if, there, if there is going to be a Supermax, it should not be reflected on a team's payroll. That should be added money that's fucking aside from what a typical um, salary 
uh, situation for any given team is. That's how you make that shit fair. Um, because like it's it's just not fair for a small market team to have to pay a guy forty million dollars or he's gonna walk. Like it's just it's it's right. so stupid. Adam Silver really needs to figure that out because that shit ain't fair. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, uh, uh, we need to move on. But Lou, do, do you want to add anything to that before we do? No, I mean I agree with you about that. They that is something that they definitely need to figure out. I mean with the whole small markets and getting crunched down like that because I agree with you. Word. All right, uh, let's move on. we got a few more topics to get to. we got about 30 minutes. I think we can make it through all these. Um, so Mello was traded to Chicago where he's expected to be bought out and hit the open market. The big rumor out there is the Lakers. Um, I mean, my question is this. Is, is there any team out there that you guys see, whether it be the Lakers or Heat or anybody, um, that you, you really see Mello being a good fit for? Um, Luke, I'm going to catch to you first on this one. Yeah, I have to agree with actually a professional basketball player on this one, but I'm with the Portland Tra- the Trailblazers, man. You you need another bona fide score. They're not a defensive team anyways. You need a guy. I mean, yes, Melo's kind of flaked off. He's not what he used to be, but you need someone in case all up fails and CJ and Dame are not doing it. You need some other bucket getter, and you just don't have that. That's not Evan Turner and all that. I think he makes sense for them. They even tried to tell him to come there earlier this year because they thought it would make sense. I don't think he makes sense on the Lakers. It's more ISO basketball. I mean, so they'd be cutting Michael Beasley for Carl Anthony. I mean, I don't think you're making any of a difference right there. It's still a lot of ISO. And then the Heat heat doesn't need another wing or four. (laughs) That's the reason he doesn't need to go to the Heat. Just they have way too many of those right now to – so I think Portland does make sense. I mean, yeah, he's not going to throw him over like the thing, but in the playoffs, I mean, they're going to make the playoffs. They always do. But you saw it last year. They, they just they needed someone to go out there and get a bucket and, like, just actually, like, when their two players weren't doing it and they didn't have anyone. And I think Melo could provide that if they just manage his minutes right and all that and play him smart. Because I think Melo understands where he's at now. Yeah, I mean, uh, ultimately, I I would hope he does. I don't. I'm not. I'm not positive that he does, um, but I, I mean, I would hope so. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I could see Portland. Um, honestly, you know, the team that that I feel like makes the most sense, and it's it's kind of like a still makes the most sense to me, and and I don't know why, but San Antonio just just because I feel like. If you could get him in there and buy into the system, like he could back up Lamarcus Aldridge, um, and and just you know play some ball and play in the system and play well, um, like they, they don't they're not like dying for depth there, but like I mean he doesn't hurt it doesn't hurt having him. Um, I think you would have to make a trade because I don't think you would want to sign him, um, but I mean you could do that. I mean you could trade. Just maybe somebody who's who the Bulls like, who you know you're not super keen on, or whatever, or just somebody who's um, you know not making as much money, or what have you, um, or just you know pay them some money, like you know a player in cash consideration um, for Kamala. Um, so I, you know I could see that. The other team I was thinking of was Charlotte, um, 
you know, just I mean, your 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 starting four right now is is Marvin Williams, and yeah, I mean, he's just he's okay. Like he's he, he he was actually like he never really panned out in Atlanta, and then he went to Charlotte, and he he played well like two years ago. He played like really well, um, and and but the last two seasons he hasn't been that good. Um, so maybe he could help out there. Um, like I, but then again, like I don't, I don't want to get in the way of Bridges' minutes. Um, so you know, there's also that. Um, that there's no perfect fit. That's the thing. There really is no perfect fit for Melo for any team. There's no team out there. It's just like this team makes absolute sense. Like you know, I, I think Portland or Charlotte or San Antonio maybe. I feel like one of those teams, you know, might just be like, all right, let's, let's, let's give it a shot. But uh, I'm 50-50, really, on whether he's going to get picked up at all. Um, and I don't think it's going to be the Lakers. I agree with you, Luke. I don't – I mean, other than the, the LeBron tie or whatever, um, I just don't see it happening. It just doesn't make sense to me. Because, um, like you said, they got Michael Beasley. Michael Beasley is like a younger, um, like, same amount of talent um, as Mello, um, you know, I, I think I would just rather keep Beasley. And, and, and mainly, the main reason being is because Beasley's already been worked into the lineup, you know. If you wanted to go to L.A., you should, probably should have just gone to L.A. at the beginning um, and, and never gone to Houston. I don't know if that was even on the table. I can't remember how all that shook out. But, um, but yeah, like, I mean, I, I don't know. Honestly, <laughs> Uh, maybe he should just stay in Chicago. If <laughs> Chicago will keep him, like, go, go go get some minutes there. Um, you know, I don't know. Um, the only other thing I could see is, you know, New York. I could see New York saying, "Come on back, finish your finish your career here. We're not going to win games. Like you're not going to help us win games, though, so it doesn't matter. Um, but you know what? You know, come back and and you know, you can play here. You're not going to get in the way of any of our young guys developing, but, you know, we'll give you some minutes in lieu of, like, Cornette or, you know, whoever. Um, whoever the Knicks don't see as being long-term pieces. Um, but even even to me, that's a stretch, honestly. Um, maybe Brooklyn was the one other team I could throw out there. I mean, fuck, they did just lose Spencer Dinwiddie. Um for a, at least a while, um, but uh, but yeah, I don't know. I I just don't see the the perfect fit at all. Uh, Joel, what are your thoughts? Do you see anywhere that that kind of makes sense to you? That's a good question, Nick. Unfortunately, Melo's time in the NBA may be coming to an end, whether he likes yeah. it or not. Um, the problem is. I'm not sure, and I really do think he can help any team in this league. Problem is, I don't know if he's ever going to be happy with the role they want him in. Uh, he 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 did what they asked of him in Houston, but he kind of did it begrudgingly. I'm not going to blame the beginning of that season on him. <laughs> that was not his fault. <laughs> I don't care right. how many times they wanted to like, throw that at him. That wasn't his fault that that team could not figure it out in the first half of that season. Uh, they've obviously rebounded since then. Injuries have played a big factor in their struggles, and 
and they just they've just been off key. Um, but I do believe uh, Melo can help a team, whether that's a Portland, which I think that like someone threw that out there. That's a good idea. It's not a bad idea at all. Uh, a team like um, the Lakers, sure. I mean, I don't think he'd hurt, in my opinion. I, I don't. I, with LeBron there, I can't imagine he'd hurt any type of the camaraderie, and uh, he'd be okay coming off the bench, like you said, replacing Michael Beasley. Why not? I mean. And you get metal, you get uh, LeBron's friend in there. It's not a bad thing, um, and he likes LA, so uh, he'd be a good guy over there. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's limited. Um, it really depends on where, what he wants to do, where he wants to do it at. Um, Charlotte, I think you brought up Charlotte. That's not a bad option either. But I mean, I think they're all set at the moment, even though they should get upgrades. But I'm not calling Melo an upgrade. So and look, he's been traded three times in two years. <laughs> like, yeah. it's not a good sign. Either he has to figure out that you're like, I'm going to come off the bench and do whatever the hell I can off the bench and be a contributor that way. He has to learn that he has to be a, he has to do what Vince Carter did. I am going to be whatever they need me to be and still ball right. when he needs to. Vince Carter yes. still puts up numbers when he needs to. And he's just, he's yes. the vet of the team now. Now he's not as old mm-hmm. as he they'll probably get more minutes than a guy like, well, Vince is not a, a big contributor on a really good team anymore, but he could still get, what, 20 years in the league now, still could dunk the ball, be that. Yeah. Be a good professional, and he'll get work. It's not it's not that that hard, bro. It's really not. So we'll see what happens. And uh, all the luck to Melo, if it's New York, and once he wants to retire here, I'm down for that. Hey, retire in New York, I'm not going to upset. I'll be upset by that, so. Uh, all the all the power to him. See what happens. Yeah, like I said, I mean, I, I mean, I could see swapping him for Cornette. Although Cornette plays from five, doesn't he? Uh, he does. He's a, he's normally a center. He's really more of a five. He's a stretch five. That's kind of what he is. Okay. Yeah. So maybe that that's not the best option as far as who who to replace him with uh, for. Um, though you know, I mean, you could always plug in Cantor in that role. Um, though who knows how much longer he'll be on that team. Um, but yeah, yeah I don't know. <laughs> Probably not. Um, okay. Yeah, Lance I mean, Thomas minutes. We'll get all Lance Thomas minutes. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough. It's tough to, to find a role for him, but you know, hopefully, um, hopefully he can, you know, I would, I would love to see him on a playoff team. Um, right. Like just 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 a team team that he can help, um, but I don't I don't think any any of those teams are necessarily contenders. I, I mean I think, um, you know I I will say this though um, I think Golden State still has an open roster slot. So oh god, go get uh, that cheap yeah. ring. Go ahead, go ahead, yeah. do it. I wouldn't I wouldn't be upset <laughs> if he did honestly. Uh, I wouldn't either. I don't think Gold State is looking to add him, though. I don't think they're looking to add any money to their <laughs> fucking salary cap, is honestly That's what it true, is. That's true, man. They're right on um, the brink. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, but anyway, let's move on. Um, Kenneth Reed reached a buyout with the Brooklyn Nets and has joined the Houston Rockets. Um, and, you know, he's, he's actually looked pretty good um, in the two games he's played for Houston thus far. Um, he I mean, all things considered, I mean, he started one game, uh, came off the bench in the other. Looks like he's versatile. Looks like he could be um, what they need uh, for the time being to 
you know, plug the hole that uh, Capella uh, has left with his injury. Um, so good for him. Good for him to, like, go get some minutes. And, you know, he really wasn't getting much playing time in Brooklyn. Uh, and, you know, for good reason. They're, they're, you know, trying to move in a different direction. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think Houston makes perfect sense for him. I'm glad that that could all work out for him. And, you know, hopefully, um, you know, he he's able to – essentially provide Houston what they need until Capella gets back and then, you know, can be kind of one of those guys that, you know, any given night maybe you would pick Fareed over um, Nene um, or Nene over Fareed given on either matchups or who you feel has the hot hand or, you know, who, who look good in warm-ups or any of that. Um, but I'm just glad to see him getting some minutes um, good for good for Fareed because, I mean, he's – I'd. I think he is still a good player in this league. Um, granted, he was so unwilling to play the five for so many years, and now he's like, "I don't give a shit. I'll play whatever position you need me to play." <laughs> like, I want to, I want to like fucking play basketball. So, like, just whatever you need. Um, but uh, Luke, what are your thoughts on Fareed uh, on the Nets? Uh, like agreeing to buy out Fareed and, and him joining the Rockets? No, I mean about time. I mean. I'm agreeing with you. I mean, I've always thought Fareed deserves minutes. I mean, finally when he got off Denver's, like, just being just buried in there, like, just bench and all that, I was like, you know, the Nets could actually use him. And then it made sense. I mean, he, like, the Nets are playing well, and he just isn't in that, like, system and where they're going. So, I mean, I guess what I mean, they should have waited a little bit. I still think you could have possibly traded. I think you did Houston a favor, but – I don't think you would have probably got anything off of him. I just think Fareed's a good expiring contract. But then again, I mean, I'm glad he's out there. I mean, he's a high-energy player. I mean, they didn't call him a mammal for nothing. I mean, he he right. can go up and down the court. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, probably five years ago, I mean, he's still, still that player. He was on the USA team and all that, playing with all the top guys and all that. So he's been up there, and he understands it. So I think it's a good pickup for Houston, I mean, to be able to get him, like you said, take him, come in for Clint Capella and all that. And I think, too, during the playoffs, all that, they're going to need someone that's going to, you know, have the legs and all that to last. And I think Nene's on his way out. I mean, he's been doing it for the playoffs for them for a last couple of seasons. But I think, you know, I think he makes complete sense on this team. And, you know, I'm happy that he's finally getting a team that needs him and he's being able to show out, like, Show what he's capable of doing. I mean, he's nothing spectacular and all this, but he's high energy and he's going to give you all like that he can. He's giving a hundred percent effort the whole time. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, he he at least like in the interim provides some depth um, at the five and and just gives a little added help um, to that dude James Harden. Um, who we're going to talk about here in just a second, but before we do, um, Joel, what what are your thoughts about uh, Free joining the Rockets? I thought it was great, man. I thought real good. I always liked kind of Free, even when he was in the draft. He was very close. Uh, we were looking at guys, and I remember thinking to myself, like, I really, we do need a guy like Kenneth Free. He came into the league, and he had a really good time in Denver for a while there. In the last two years, it kind of fell off. He just fell out of the rotation, and he just—he was the manimal man. He was—he had a, like what, what Luke was saying. He was on team and say he was killing it. 
And you know, it was the rebounding beast. He was doing everything. And it's just like, what happened to this dude? And this guy's the my like the modern day big. He really is what you would consider a big because he's not a wing. Right. <laughs> you know, he's, he's right. like six eight or whatever the fuck he is. He's a big. Six, he nine, plays like a big. Yeah. yeah. He's a, he's just a wing. Uh, I mean, he's not a wing. He's a big. He's a, a high energy yeah. wing, uh, big man, like what Montrez Harrell is right now. Exactly. You know, exactly what I was like thinking. that. Yeah. That's what he is. I mean, that's just what he was that before Montrez Harris came into the league. That's just what he was. And look, Houston needs it because, believe it or not, without Capella, they don't play fucking any bigs. They barely play Nene, who was their former starter, but I guess he's Yeah, they're so playing P.J. Tucker at center. I was watching the game. They're oh, playing Dennis center. Oh, I, I hated like, that. No, I was rolling over in his grave right now. I <laughs> my <laughs> God, I almost cried. I'm like, I knew. I fucking knew he was going to do that. I hate. I knew he was going to do that. They have, like, Marcus Chris and Hartenstein on the bench, and this motherfucker wants to play P.J. Tucker at center. And I'm like, that's just... <laughs> and it ain't, and it ain't like you got... And it ain't like you got any wing depth anyway. So it's not like you're right. putting your, like, good wing players out there. Right. Let me it's play... Like you're not it was like Dallas last year. Let me play four guards and an undersized power oh, forward. All four... All four point guards were fucking Dallas last yeah. year. Jesus Christ. But look it. Count three is a good... Fit in Houston because at least you know he's going to get minutes at at the big position, the center position, uh, at the very least. He'll definitely probably be starting from now on, and, uh, and he'll be a good, yeah. valuable bench player when Capella gets back too. So there you go. Yeah, it's just good to have options. Like I mean, like Luke said, yeah, I mean, sure. it's good that you know Fareed uh, uh, is, is at least I mean, he's not young, but he's younger than Nene. Um, right. So you know. You, like when you get into the playoffs, you, you got somebody who maybe can provide a little more energy. Um, so it's, it's good to have that option. Um, but the, of course, the the real like man of this team is James Harden. This motherfucker just went off for sixty one <laughs> against the Knicks. Um, this is uh, ridiculous. Not, that's ridiculous. Oh, unassisted. Right, 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 right. I thought you said right. I thought it was 60, and I was like, no, 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 no. That right here. Un- unassisted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. I, yeah, I mean, it, it really is crazy. Um, and this this coming, you know, I mean, he, he didn't have a great game against the Sixers, and by he didn't have a great game, I mean, he had 37 points on 12 of 26 shooting with six points, three assists, he didn't crack a 40. steal, oh. and two blocks. But, yes, he didn't <laughs> right. have 40. Um, and that was coming off of um, – essentially off of him averaging over 50 points a game for the last three at 57 in Memphis, 58 in Brooklyn – uh, 48 against the Lakers, um, and that was an amazing comeback win. Shout out to Eric Gordon for like nailing that three, yeah. like with two seconds left. Like, that. Yeah, that shit was gnarly. Um, but sure. uh, but this man is is just crazy. I mean, we talked about it a little bit last week, but I mean, he just keeps <clears throat> keeps throwing out numbers, keeps putting up those points. Like like it it. it I don't think we've seen anything like this since Kobe. I mean, I don't, I don't feel like it. And I feel like you could maybe make an argument that even Kobe didn't put up. Like, sure, Kobe put up 81, and, and Kobe, um, you know, averaged uh, 35 over the course of a season. He was the last player to do it. 
but I, I think you can make an argument that not even Kobe was this, like, this impressive over um, right. this span of time. Um, I wouldn't make that argument. <laughs> I'm just saying it could be made. Um, I, I would put them right neck and neck with one another. They're right there with each other. I ain't picking one or the other. Uh, I'm taking the Joel Jimenez uh, way on this one. It's a tie. <laughs> Um, but uh, but anyway, jo- Joel, like just it's crazy what Harden's doing right now. How long do you think he can keep this up for, man? Like, is this it, it, like can he sustain this at least until Paul comes back and then kind of like like breathe a little bit and let Paul kind of take <laughs> over and then figure mm-hmm. shit out or like I, I mean, what do you see from this? I'll tell you right now, once Chris Paul comes back, I hope he, he's going to fake an injury so he can take a week off. <laughs> hey, Chris, it's on you now, baby. You take over for like the rest of the trip. Don't fail me now. Oh, boy. I, would, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't even blame him, I'm not going to lie. I, I don't know how long he can hold this off. I, I, look, I didn't think he'd last this long. This man is on a, 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 an offensive tear in this league where no one can really stop him except himself at this point because he scores in so many different ways. Anywhere and everywhere he can score. I see I saw him do moves yesterday where like how did like how did that not get blocked? That's the first thing that came into my head and, and it just he knows angles. Like he's like a mathematician yeah. on the court. He knows how to get into certain spots perfectly where you just can't get to his fucking ball. And it's just He's kind of annoyingly good at that point. And look, he's, he look, he's known for his flopping. He can draw fucking fouls like no one else. We know that much. Uh, he gets to the he knows how to and, he knows how to travel without making it obvious to the rest. <laughs> damn right, they always seem to miss that shit. Is his little crab dribbles everywhere? Like that's at least yep. four steps, at least five steps. And his little step yep. backs were like two extra steps, like. How do you miss that? I, I loved it. Do. I loved it when Curry did it, and like they were like, "That's a travel," and he was like, "Wait, what?" James does it all the time. Yeah, right. Yeah, but James does it a lot more subtly than you did, Curry. <laughs> he doesn't make it obvious. You're not even looking at his feet when he's dribbling. That's why you're always looking at where his hands are going or his play. I don't even yep. know what the fuck. But he's, no, yeah, I mean he's, that's he's it like, though. That's it. You're always yeah. looking at, 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 at his hands, at his arms. You're making sure mm-hmm. you're focusing on those fouls. Because, um, right. I mean, everyone knows he draws those fouls. So that's where the rest eyes are. They're not watching his feet. That's right. So it's hard to see the travel when you're looking for the foul. And that's that's kind of right. how he gets to you. He's like, I want you to look for – he keep hitting me, bro. He's hitting me. And that's what happens. And so, <laughs> yeah. My thing, my thing with Harden is like he probably is at, at this point one of the best offensive players we've ever seen. I, I have no doubt oh, yeah. about it. I don't know where I rank him yet, but he's gonna go down as one of the best we've ever seen. Like everyone's saying, Kevin Durant is the best scorer in the league right now, and he is without a doubt one of the best scorers in the league. But James Harden is just—he's coming up right behind him and Steph Curry, and, and and those three guys are probably the three purest scorers in the league, and it's just. And James Harden is just doing – I just – it's just unbelievable what he's been able to do. Can he keep it up? Probably not. Yeah. Unfortunately, if he can pull this off in the playoffs, that's a whole other game, baby. But we'll see if he can do it first. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. Like, we, I mean, it, we've just yet to see it in the playoffs. And if he can pull it off in the playoffs, like, like, like the entire NBA needs to look out because, I mean – 
at that point, if he's pulling off shit like this, it's like, man, like we, like we are a like Robert Covington away from like, you know, winning a championship basically. You know, like basically. give me a guy who can play defense and and like hit threes, and I'll give you fuck. I don't even care. I'll give you like, I'll give you two first round picks. Fuck it, I'll give you three first round picks. Like <laughs> like, you know, like. At that point, it's just like for Jimmy Butler, shit. Yeah, well, I know, and if you got Covington locked in for a long time, you get off Brandon Knight. Like, I don't know, maybe that's maybe that's a move you look at next in the off season or something. That's a good point. And and like, here's the thing: if they if they don't trade their pick this year, like they could like say, all right, we'll give you this year, you know, at at draft time. They'd be like, we'll give you this year's draft pick and next year's draft pick because the step-in rule doesn't apply during the draft. So like, right. you know that's 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 another you know possibility. Though I think they probably will trade the first rounder. Um, I think they will want to try to improve the roster this year. Um, I don't believe but, uh, that's not a bad move either for Covington. That's not a bad move at all. Yeah, man. Like he he'd be perfect. But like, you know that's the thing. Covington would be perfect for everybody. You know who he'd be really perfect for <laughs> right now? Philly. <laughs> <laughs> like God, I still can't. No, no, dude. He'd be great for every single NBA team. That dude is just, he is everything you want in an NBA player. Like, everything you want in an NBA wing. Um, can play the three, can play the four. Fuck, you can play him at the two. Um, he doesn't cost you a lot of money. He can shoot three. He can play defense. Like, <laughs> right. That's, dude, that's the main thing. Right everything. Here. Everything you want. Um, but anyway, uh, Luke, uh Close it out for us here. Uh, you know, what are your thoughts on on Harden's fucking crazy ass tear throughout this season, um, and and especially as of late, like the last five games, and even like the last like twenty games. You no, know, I mean I'll make it very quick. I mean we talked about this a lot last week, and I already right. thought, but no, I mean the unassisted is a crazy stat, but you guys didn't even say the crazy stat of what he did last <laughs> I night. I knew you were gonna do. He scored more points. Then your entire starting five, Joel. How is that possible, dude? I've never heard of that. It matters. It's been freaking but me out. But what does it matter? That's hey, crazy. It hey, doesn't matter. You think about it. That's crazy. Hey, One player. Hey, Joel. Joel, let him know how much Lonzo had. Lonzo yeah. had like yeah, 31 like, points. All right. Lonzo had 31 off the bench. Like, it didn't matter. Well, who gives a shit? <laughs> like, I, we just got close to the That's how I looked at party. it. Joel oh, getting all sensitive. <laughs> it just, it just shows you that sixty. It shows you that sixty-one points is a lot of points. If he's scoring right. more than yeah. what it started yeah. by, that, that's a lot of points. It's not like he's never scored sixty plus before. <laughs> no, <laughs> so I was like, I didn't need a metric to know that was a lot of points, you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean to start anything. I just when I heard that and I saw it, I was just like, "No way! It's possible." I was like, "How?" And I was like, "Goodness!" Like it just—it's just crazy. I mean, he really just knows how to get buckets. That's all you can say. He just gets them. Yeah, and he can't stop them. And if he's going ice cold one way, he's just gonna go to the foul line and just be perfectly fine shooting more points. Getting more points on the of like the free throw line than more points, you know, field goal percentage. So, how do you guys just feel it. about it being unassisted points? Like it's all ISO. That's all crazy. Feel? That's 
that's insane too. Just with the both of them, just everything going with this sixty-one point game. The more you hear about it, just like what the heck was he? Like, he was on something. He was literally just playing like out there by himself. Really, if he was ISO the whole time because he's unassisted. Sure did. And he's also scoring more than a whole other team. He's just really just you know he was in his zone probably. He probably just when he comes when they probably call timeouts, he's like, "Yo, well, I have teammates. Well, where'd you guys come from?" I feel like it makes sense. He wanted to do something in the garden, so he was out there trying to prove a point. I feel like it makes him the best, the best scorer in the NBA. Like that's the thing. Like Steph Curry, like you mentioned, Steph and KD. Like, yeah, they're both fucking great. They don't do that. They don't get. They the reason that they get like go on tears and drop like 40 in a given night is because of their mm-hmm. offense and because the ball moves and because they get so many open shots. Like they don't get create, open, right. like, especially Steph, but even KD, like he doesn't really create open shots. He just shoots over people. And like, so you put a guy on him, you put Giannis Antetokounmpo on KD, like, yeah, he'll still like do fine because he's fucking Kevin Durant. Um, he'll but put like up thirty, <laughs> yeah, he'll put up thirty. Like I'm, I'm, I'm saying right now, like it doesn't matter who you put on James Harden. You could put, you could put Giannis on him. It doesn't matter because he's gonna fucking step back and shoot it over him. He's gonna or drive by him or whatever. Like, yeah, can they get like, to the line? Can't. There's <laughs> nothing you can do to stop him. Yes, him or out. get to the line. They'll foul him out. Like, yeah, like. It, the guy is an amazing offensive weapon, and like I mean, he's he's the best offensive Freaking player in the game right now. And you know what's crazy is um, in that game against the Lakers the other night, where uh, Kuzma turned the ball over, at, like at the very end of that game. Um, yeah. One of the big reasons that he did that was because Harden barely tipped the ball on the inbounds. So, like, you're seeing, like, these little, small, little defensive efforts. Like, Harden's never going to be a good defender. Um, but if he can be an adequate defender, um, that's huge right. for Houston. Like, they don't need him to be great. They just need him to be – or good, even. They just need him to be right. adequate. Um, and, like, he's, he's, he's pretty much shown that throughout this season. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, we're going to leave it there, guys. Um we have so much shit coming up, uh, really, this whole year. Uh, Dane just dropped Wrestling Geeks Alliance last night, so be sure to go yeah. check that out if you missed it. Uh, Dane and I also did a Oscars nomination special Tuesday, so that's up there as well. Uh, we will be uh, live on Sunday, as always, at 8 o'clock for Geek Vibes Live and we will be back next week for another episode of Full Court Press. Hope you enjoyed it. And until we see you next week, peace. Peace.